0: Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite.
1: All right, everybody, we want to take a second to talk to you about an amazing sponsor. We have an amazing relationship with RayAllen.com. Ray Allen is a one-stop shop for everything dog, not just working dogs. Everything dog that you need, you can go down there, check them out, RayAllen.com. Awesome people. They got everything you need.
2: Another one of our favorite partnerships is with a dog trip. They've been with us from the start. Uh, great callers, great ball poppers, great GPS tracking, big dog, small dog, bark collars, everything. I got everything that they have at the kennel. We use it every day. Be sure to head them up, dogtrail.com. Listen for the discount code
1: later in the episode. Hey guys, it's going to happen. August 16th through the 19th, HITS is coming back. The HITS Canine Conference in Orlando, Florida, August 16th through the 19th. Get on there. It's the biggest, the best. Check it out. HitsK9.net. HitsK9.net. Get registered now.
2: Take the guesswork out of making sure you're feeding your working dog correctly by using Kinetic Dog Food. Hit them up at KineticDogFood.com and look them up on the Instagrams at Kinetic Dog Food. Take all the guesswork out and do it right from the beginning
1: we love horizon structures dude this stuff is so awesome man you can get online you can talk to them you could build it you want from mild to wild they'll come bring it to your place set it down on your pad hook up your power hook up your water and you can put dogs in it that day if you don't believe me check out some guys like uh, justin rigney's got a great setup there ask him check him out horizonstructures.com
2: all right we are back working dog radio broadcasting the bite i am ted summers from tulsa oklahoma uh, with me as always is Eric Stambrough from Canton, Ohio. Eric, uh, what's up?
1: Uh, look at my hair, dude. I just got out of the shower <laughs> and I've been growing it out. It's like a frizz ball, man. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> got my old man glasses on because I'm gonna read some yeah. shit. So, um, usual stuff. We uh, I got a bunch of little bouncy Springer Spaniels in the kennel. I saw um, that. It's really it's really weird. I, I can't remember if we talked about this at the last episode we recorded, but. I, I sold all the dog, all the dual purpose dogs in my kennel, like boom, 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 boom. Some of them trained, some of them not, some a little bit of training. And I had just a little bit of time where I know I needed like one or two more. So I said, uh, from our guy, Milan over in Germany, he yep. said, I'm, I got these springers from uh, my buddy in Italy. I said, yeah, I'll take them over. Cause I'll, I could probably flip them pretty quick. And We messed up the shipping and there was like uh, two weeks longer than it was supposed to take before the shipping date. And in that two weeks, I sold nine more dual purpose police dogs and I had zero. Well, I had one. And uh, so now um, I got to scramble when I get done with the uh, seminar, I'm about to teach at when I get done, I not scramble, but I'm meeting with vendors and getting some dogs in, but I only have eight kennels so I can only get, you know, I, I only get four, five, six at a time at the most. Um, so uh, today is Tuesday, March 29th. Tomorrow afternoon, I got to be up at Muscatatuck uh, Urban Training Center in Indiana and uh, to check in. And then I'm teaching a seminar, the same one I did last year, which was a mixture of uh, search and rescue people and law enforcement teams um, up there at that facility. It's, it's pretty cool. But I'm um, hoping because today, this morning, was 12, 12 degrees, Tw- degrees, degrees, 12. So uh, tomorrow's supposed to be 71. If that tells you how screwed up Ohio, is. <laughs> what 12, the
0: fuck 71.
1: So
2: <laughs> yeah. Indiana's
1: the same, I think. I think they're the same. We'll see what happens up there. What's going on in Tulsa? Well,
2: spring is officially here. Uh, I didn't track today. Well, I had a handler school end on Friday, and I took half a day off this weekend. And then I have one, I had a fucking month-long starting one, one starting today. So, uh, yeah, Kevlar is going, uh, Kevlar went home to his handler, uh, and they're back, so they're with me for a month. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be good, and then I've got um, kind of like intermittent handling schools, handler schools going in between now now and then before I like start their actual handler school. So, I got a lot of local handlers, I got about five local handlers that are coming in and helping train their dog, like one or two days a week. Um, and once they're get close to the point where I can put them to like their school, then they'll come and do the full school. So I've got that and we hired another intern, uh, or actually another trainer. And so those guys are taking care of the pets while I'm taking care of the police dogs. And so we're kind of doing the thing that you do, uh, like, you know, mornings, we do one thing afternoons, we do the other during the handler schools though. It's all day, like yeah. it's from fucking nine to three all day. And so, yeah, uh, we were supposed to track today, but, uh, I don't know, the wind here. I mean, it's in the state song where the wind comes sweeping down the plains, mm. right? I mean, and everybody's like, oh, what's Oklahoma like? I'm like hot, flat, and windy because it was mm-hmm. 85 degrees and the wind was coming out of the south at about 30 miles an hour constant today. It was, it's fucking brutal. So uh, when it's like that, I like to work on proximity alerts with handlers. So we kind of do a track into a crosswind and get those nice, super big head throws. And so the handlers can see it and they're like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, just like drug searches. (laughs) So they uh, it's been, it's been good. Um, Other than that, we've got several single purpose dogs in the works. Uh, I think I'll have another four or five and a couple more dual purpose dogs going out by June. So we're fucking busy. Uh, I got new AstroTurf for the outside, so I'm not doing grass. Yeah doing astroturf i'm like i'm not mowing this shit. i'm just going to go out there and like have somebody scoop poop and then we're going to spray WYSIWASH wash on it a couple of day, like you know every other day oh yeah that's what good.
1: we do yeah it's all good facility.
2: yep and yeah that whizzy wash should fucking sponsor us as much as we use that mm-hmm. stuff i have buckets of that uh so other than that like we're uh i renewed my uh state certification here uh our state accreditation the other day because it was about it runs out in april so uh, I had to renew that. So Torchlight does have uh, the cleat accreditation uh, for teaching law enforcement canine thingies. So stuff go. like, so if you're hearing this and you want to get a list, shoot me an email and I'll send you the list of what we do. So, so uh, yeah, other than that, well,
1: what do we got going on tonight? Well, um, I'm going to real quick comment. A couple of things you said real quick. One, so we use WYSIWASH wash at the daycare and my manager, Amanda's found out that figured out that, if you have ruffling kennels, you know, the ruffling crates, the white ones right. can get, you know, a little dirt grimy on with dogs and everything, right. and you scrub them and clean them. But she put Wizzy, the Wizzy Wash thing on her power sprayer and says oh, yeah. it gets rid of all that little grime. <laughs> so, so Nice we little do uh, pet, pro tip, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
2: and we use hot water. So I hook yeah. it up to the hot waters line, and I use Wizzy Wash, and you can you can clean some stuff with that folks. Yeah. Show. My my interns there uh, or my kennel guys are like, yeah, yeah, this is, the, this is the, this is the jam right here. So, uh, yeah, that is the way to do it.
1: And I'll tell you a real quick story. That's, uh, and a lot of handlers out here can relate to it and it gets, uh, it's kind of the fresh, one of the frustrating things of dealing with, uh, animals and dogs, um, is, and how much the, even the highest trained dogs can revert to mother nature, um, so I, I trained a dog a couple years ago, really nice Dutch shepherd, real like I really like this dog. His handler uh, left his agency to go take a higher paying agency job, which is cool, like $15 an hour pay raise. That's pretty significant. Um, so they paired the dog up with a new handler. We just finished that school a couple of weeks ago. Everything went great. Great dog. Good kid handling him. He calls me the other day. They uh, I think it was a, a warrant subject runs from them runs into a house they go after him send the dog in the house they clear when they're getting up there they're they hear all this commotion going on they're expecting to see the dog smoking the dude they come he comes in the room and the dog or the guy i think was hiding in the closet i think the dog is under the bed fucking his dude's cat up <laughs> <laughs> and and he was the guy was so frustrated and, and i'm like dude my second dog, Willie, between me and his first handler, had about 125 street bites. And that sum of a bitch still killed two cats while the dude was in the room that he was supposed to be biting. Two times that happened. And then a third time he chased a cat out of the room and it jumped up and scratched me across the face. Um, and he damn near knocked me down the steps. Uh so yeah, Mother Nature. <laughs> Very frustrating for that kid. He goes, can we reenact it? Can you get a cat? And I'm like, dude, I, I'll get it. Something that looks like a cat, maybe on a fucking string and pull that bitch under the, under the bed and see what we can do. But I'm not throwing a cat, some random cat in, in my building, you know, to, to reenact that shit. So anyways, frustrating dealing with dogs. Sometimes they, they remind you every <laughs> once in a while that they are, uh, predators like animal predators. So. Um, anyways, tonight, our guest is a, this is his second time being on the show. Last time was a couple years ago. And, um, we talked to him, uh, because he has, he had a, uh, a charity that really just kicked off and things were really just starting to go for him. We said, listen, when this, all this really blows up, we'll have you back on and, um, help you continue the momentum and getting things going. So, uh, joining us from canine hurricanes heroes is marshall maraki marshall how are you buddy
0: good how you guys doing
1: who's that sitting next to you right there
0: well, that's exactly the star, hurricane himself that's the world famous yeah, that's who dog everybody man. wants
1: to see yeah
0: oh yeah right.
1: yeah we all three of us can walk away we can just let that thing play with yeah, hurricane it's every day of, there. It's every day of
0: my life i'm i'm very used to it by now
1: so yeah no shit. so when we um we had you on before uh we were talking about this before we started recording it uh your episode before was really well received. A lot of people liked it, um, and so it, this was perfect timing. Because, dude, I've been seeing you everywhere. We'll talk about it. You just won an award. Is kind of one of the reasons why uh, why this is going forward um, and really picking up. And it, the timing is perfect for you with the reward and the and the uh, charity going on. And I see it all over social media. I see you doing a lot of news stuff, a lot of interviews, um, and uh, a lot of press. So it's pretty awesome to see it, man. I'm like, hey, we know that dude. We know both of them dudes. Right? So um, yeah. w- what we're going to do is just remind people that didn't watch, listen to the first episode, talk about like uh, just a little bit of like, where you're from, um, what your law enforcement career is, when you start talking about hurricane, or your other... Your job before you left and everything. We'll talk. Um, it'll remind everybody what, what's going on.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys for having me back on. You kept your word. He you said mm-hmm. uh, if the charity takes off and things are good, we'll have you back and you can come talk about. It. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. I think it's been a, been a crazy two years since since I was on. Um, like you said, we we could get into it later, but we just had the animals and war and peace ceremony at the U.S. Capitol. It was one of the best nights of my life. Just Bunch of dog people just talking about their stories t- you know telling all the wonderful things they do it was amazing but um so for anyone who doesn't know you know hurricane's the secret service dog that stopped the fence jumper in 2014 when president obama and his family were right there inside the house so all these years later we're still still around talking about it i'm uh i'm from springfield delaware county right outside of pennsylvania you know, screw grew up playing sports. Uh, we talked about this last time. Went to Kutztown and played baseball there. Uh, we went to two College World Series. You know, wanted to be a pro baseball player. When that didn't work out, door number two was was Secret Service. So I went right in. I did criminal justice in college. Obviously, I knew I wanted to do police, law enforcement, mill, something around there. I wasn't sure at the time. You know, I, I always wanted to be Secret Service, so that was what I was hoping for, but, um you know, there was always a possibility that wouldn't work out, I'd do something else. But I went right in, out of college. I actually patrolled in DC for about a year, then went on to our SWAT team. And then from there into our tactical canine unit, which is an extension of our uh, our SWAT team that you have to do first. Hey, sorry, buddy. Um, so I took took that route. And then a couple years into that, Hurricane had his, his big moment. And then, uh, you know I, I we talked about this before but you know he took a beating uh, from the the individual jump the fence so i i think it shorted his career a little bit so he went into kind of an early retirement but we kind of used that to raise awareness for for police dogs military dogs medical bills how all that works you know just trying to educate everyone use our platform to you know use it for good and use, use all the the great things that were happening to us to give back just to the canine community in general so that was 2014. Here we are in 2022. He's still strong and well, which is like amazing. So, I couldn't be happier about that. He's had another checkup and he's good, but uh yeah, here we are.
1: That's crazy. Uh that 8 years, man, since from then. So, he's what, 11 now?
0: Uh he's he'll be 13 in uh 13. Yeah. Shit. And you know for a mountain wall, a working mountain wall, that, that's old.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Yes. Yeah. He's still, he's still trying. That's the thing about dogs that age too. They think they can still. Oh, and they try. And you're like, dude, dude, chill. What, what are you, what are you doing? Stop jumping off of shit. My,
2: uh, mine, <laughs> he's over here in my office like next to me. He turns 12 this year and it's the same thing. Yeah. Like he still acts like he's a four year old. And like now I've changed. I, I'm like, hey, like let's, let's not jump off of shit and <laughs> let's yeah. not chase the ball for an hour. Let's just, Let's relax a little bit. He's like, no, I'm good. Let's not eh, – no. So half of my job now is just keeping him from fucking hurting himself. <laughs>
0: yeah, I man, I'm kind of the same way. I got the, the kitty gates up everywhere. Just because whole same thing, try and walk up steps, not make it, try and walk down. Now I'm, you know, doggy proofing or old man doggy proofing the house just to make sure he just stays on the <laughs> one floor. And if he goes up or down the stairs, that you know, that I carry him because he – he won't make it all the way up or all the way down if, if it's up he kind of gets stuck halfway and if it's down he gets about two steps and then does the slide so it's just, yeah. his hips his hips were why he retired and it's kind of progressively gotten worse and after we do things like this we actually get all kinds of feedback so we end up trying something different somebody always has you know another different thing water therapy acupuncture uh, the, the edible treats for the dogs all kinds of different stuff uh, Daxiquin, we're, We've kind of tried everything at this point, but I, I think it's just father time sitting in, but he still can run around good. It's really just steps.
1: Yeah. What? So did you try the water therapy with him?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did it. Um, we did it right, right around here a bunch of times. The, the only problem with that is you have to be consistent and, and keep it going. And that's, you know, finding time to go a couple couple days a week is, you know, over and over, the driving and commuting the, it's tough when he, when he does it, it absolutely works, but yeah, I need to get better and more consistent with getting them there.
1: What, what are they? I, I'm just curious because I, uh, I've never done it. And my buddy, Aaron Taylor that owns Ridgeside canine uh, there, I have Ridside canine in Ohio, a subsidiary of there. And he owns the original one and his facility in Winchester, he, they're putting, they have a giant saltwater pool. And one of the things they're going to be doing is, dog as water therapy is it is it just getting those limbs moving or what is it
0: oh yeah they have like a um it almost looks like a big tub with a treadmill basically going underneath and they just do the resistance training you know they tailor it to to the dog and and (laughs) so for him i either have to hold a tug the whole time up front or they have uh like this rubber stamp thing that goes up against the glass you put peanut butter on and they'll just keep walking to lick that thing the entire time, so that's kind of how I keep him going on it. Hey.
1: I can relate to that with the peanut butter. If if you put peanut butter up on a window, I'll probably walk until I can lick it.
0: <laughs> yeah, try. I was like that. Yeah, <laughs> it would be the same thing. Or a beer on a string, right?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: But yeah, it's like a same thing. The treadmill, you go a couple minutes on, a couple minutes off, and just just the resistance, you know, builds up the stabilizer muscles. They do a nice massage on the hips and they, they do a good routine. So it, it definitely works. It's just like anything. It's like rehabbing for a person almost like you you gotta be super active with it. You know, every couple of days, just like anything else with life, it's tough to get that all done, but we're, we're getting them out a decent amount.
1: That's awesome. That's so when, when he gets, he becomes kind of famous there on the fence jumper, he's four at that
0: time about Uh, no, no, no. He's older. He's six. Yeah, yeah, I got him when Five. he was three, so that would be, yeah, six. Wow, holy shit, dude. Yeah. He's like, yeah,
1: he's like, let the, let the old man get in there.
0: Yeah, so I, I was telling you guys before, he was titled overseas before I got him, and uh, I did not know that, but going <laughs> through training, you know, first time, I told just from before, if anyone remembers, but never had a dog before, first day of canine training was my first day, holding a dog leash, putting a harness on, and. We're out in the yard doing all the stuff. He's hitting all the jumps. He's healing. I'm just, I did. I just didn't know. I just figured they learned that quick. No idea. You're I'm like, I'm a, the other. I'm
2: a fucking awesome trainer. You're the guy was
1: made was, for this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I was so worried about this. I don't, everyone talks about, you know, it's months to, you know, perfect it and do all that. And I'm I'm like day one, just do, knocking it out of the park. Other the other handlers are rolling around, you know, they all green dogs are getting bit, dogs running away. Like, I was like, I must just be good at this, but I, had, we had six dogs, they were all green, he was the only one, he was fully titled, so they told me at about the end of day two to stop strutting around that I have a trained dog, they just felt bad and wanted to build my confidence, but then it got too high, so they kicked me back down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, up to this point in your life, uh, you've been a pretty good success at everything you've done. So you're like,
0: yeah, this is natural, right? I mean, yeah, I was like, it's kind of like an athletic thing. I don't know, kind of just like going through the police academy, you know, all, all different stuff. I was just adding another instrument at this point. So I was like, yeah, it's not, not too bad. You tell the dog to heal, he heals. You tell him to run up the ramp, he does. I'm like, I did not see what's so hard about all that.
1: Yeah, quit your bitching, guys. So, right. um, It's funny because I was thinking about you the other day. We brought this up in the previous episode is that I have found, and I'm sure Ted's the same way. We find that handlers who grew up athletic, playing sports of some sort, uh, tend to be smoother with the leash, smoother with their footwork um, and, uh, and a lot easier to train. I've obviously I've had some handlers that were really good that just, you know, didn't play sports growing up, but, I definitely see a huge difference in, in – even, even as they get older, like in their 40s, you can tell. You get a guy who's maybe on a second dog. You can tell that he's – when he's more athletic. Like I had a guy that I trained one time that uh, never played sports in his life. Dude could not throw the ball 10 feet. Couldn't do it. He would throw it straight <laughs> into the ground or backwards behind him. And I'm like, dude, come! I didn't play baseball growing up. I'm like, come on, man! You just—it's just—you just—you just gotta toss it, you know. But, uh to, do you find that? Do you see a difference in kids that grew up playing sports versus not?
2: Yeah, we had—I've had some guys come through that were like football or baseball players, and they seem to be like, like I said, like a little smoother as a hand-eye coordination. The one thing that I do find that we've talked about this, I think, before, but people that are younger than me. Uh, so like anywhere like you know i'm 42 at one or two 41 or two so like anything like high 30s and lower their timing is fucking awesome right and any guy like older than me no matter how long they've handled the dog their timing is terrible unless they've worked on it and mm-hmm. i we i don't remember who we talked to about it one time like off mic and they're like well think about it, it's video games i'm like no shit
0: <laughs> and I was like, it makes
2: sense. Like, it makes a ton of sense. Like, why? Like, my interns now, like, you know, one of them's like 24, the other one's like 35. The other one's like 30-something, and the other one's like 35. And their timing is fucking impeccable. Like, I give them a clicker, I show them a little bit, they're working with puppies, and all of a sudden, they're like, you know, shaping behaviors and stuff in like three days. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Then I try and, like, explain timing to some dudes that are, you know, older than me, and they're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like i don't know what you mean so i'm like you've never played mario brothers clearly but uh i find that that's a huge advantage so like the gen this generation or like the younger than me or whatever like gen x like those guys tend to be really really good canine handlers because of timing but uh and you know if you combine timing and athleticism you get pretty good fucking yeah. canine handlers so yeah and Some- then
0: decoying as well right I mean uh, that's yes huge i mean that you yes. know that's handling your earth. Or- especially for me, since he was already training, and with everything, I spent 90% of my time actually decoying because we were working on the dogs that weren't trained. And that, you know, especially the instructors, that was just as important, if not more, uh, your contributions back to the, the team. So when playing sports, I mean, that's whatever came into play, it, it kind of did, deal you know, through the academy, through SWAT school, all that stuff. But I think the physical just, the, the craziness that you put your body through all day in that bike suit moving around that just being conditioned and being knowing how to move and not gas yourself out. that that was huge for me. I got super lucky with that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still decoy a bunch. Um, yeah. and I, I tell you, I'm really, I think I'm good at decoying and I'm not as great about teaching decoys. Um, <clears throat> i know that's one of ted's Mm -hmm. things he's really good i am not um like i'm trying to explain the footwork and the way i'm catching the way i'm doing it and moving it and i'm showing them and then it doesn't really translate so I, i don't when we have decoy like anybody i know that has decoy schools i never i never go teach there because i just i'm not good at it but uh what do you find out ted what do you find with that um you have to be athletic this
2: is what i think i find too like a lot of times i get dudes that are like with their first dogs that are like in swat or that are you know athletic and they try and muscle the dog around i'm like hey like you met it's not gonna work Like i get it like he ain't as big as you but i promise you keep fucking with him you, my grandfather told me you keep yanking on that, that line that chainsaw is gonna start and dudes want to fuck. they want to try and force the dogs to do something and I'm like that ain't gonna work and even when you're in a suit decoying like you have to have a certain amount of athletic ability and i find that uh not necessarily i find like endurance guys guys that have been like competed like endurance sports tend to be really good at decoying um and it's definitely not a size thing because i've met some female decoys that are tiny they're phenomenal and then i've met a bunch of like french ring guys that are like little jockeys and i don't mean that in a negative way but they're like super athletic they're like little soccer players and their footwork is phenomenal obviously because they're fucking world level or not like world but they're like really really well rounded soccer players but it definitely helps with the endurance and it definitely helps with um like proper timing and everything else but yeah i tend to find that a background in that and everyone asked i had somebody ask us today they're like oh you know where can i learn to decoy i'm like just you have to do it like you have to hunt you just have to do it there's no other and same thing i was telling my canine handler today and this is like his second official day of being a canine handler, and I'm like, "Look, his, his leash work is terrible." And if you're listening to this, I not I told you that today, so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm. And it'll get better. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm just like, in they're coachable, and it's not that big of a deal. But I'm like, it it is a skill set that you can't teach like you just have to do it like i can stand here all i can sit here all day long and tell you how to handle a line or how to decoy but it's not gonna be like can i watch any videos i'm like no watch yourself decoying that's what you should do those are the videos you should watch You yourself decoying that's what you'll learn the most like yeah i fucked that up or i watch myself handling all the time like just handling detection dogs and i learned more about like what not to do that way because i used to have gopros running eight hours a day and I've got terabytes of footage that I've never posted. I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got so, lucky on there. Yeah. yeah,
2: I got. Yeah, I got lucky. And, you know, one of our other guests who is a stickler on that shit, Anthony Moore, we had him back on, he, you know, he's part of the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics and he, uh, he is a stickler on mind handling and he is also a very good decoy, but he <laughs> he started life as a rodeo clown or like as a bullfighter and talk about athletic. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you're not scared of Working dogs, fucking <laughs> yeah. fighting bulls, so it does. It does translate very well, though, for sure.
1: You, know it's funny you talk about the muscle, and I, I think I talked about it the last episode. I can't remember that I started doing jujitsu about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Oh, yeah, and and uh I think I've gone like twenty five times, and um I I am making all the mistake that every brand new white belt does, trying to muscle everything, and I'm like it's been two minutes. Why am I so tired? And I can't breathe at all. And I feel like I'm suffocating. And the guy's like, you can breathe. You just, you, you're trying to squeeze and tense your muscles and trying to push this and that. So anyways, that you said that I was like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. Cause I'm getting the shit beat out of me uh, about four times a week. And, um it's pretty funny it's pretty
0: interesting. yeah that was the exact uh that was the exact comparison i was gonna make jiu-jitsu <laughs> and, and rolling like if you it's the same thing with the bike suit you're in there going hard trying to you your guest out right away you know you learn that first couple times with jiu-jitsu like <laughs> I was that person laying there on their back not sweating not breathing heavy and they've been going for 20 minutes and then you know you're in there 20 seconds, just completely gassed, trying to muscle everything. So yeah, it's the same yeah. philosophy.
1: Oh yeah, the guy I rolled with yesterday never opened his eyes the whole time, and I was <laughs> like, "Son
2: of a bitch!" Jesus, that that yeah. feels good, huh? I go, I,
1: I go, <laughs> I need you to open your eyes so you can see how much I suck at this. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and take our first commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about that poster that's behind you on the wall there, and the the award that you just got that. Um, Has blown up everything for you as far as all the media coverage and everything like that so stick around uh don't fast forward through it all the discount codes are are down in the bottom of the show notes and uh, we'll be right back
2: hits canine training conference this is america's premier canine training seminar packed to the brim with the world's best instructors and me and eric all covering important topics. There's no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, and trainers. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida this year, August 16th through the 19th. And I know how you guys are. Everybody waits the last minute. And in the post-Rona world, everybody's training budgets are being cut and everybody's deciding whether they're going to be able to get to go or not. So don't wait because they're not going to have an infinite number of spots And the price goes up after a certain date. So get signed up as soon as possible. It's in Orlando. We'll see you there. Be sure to hit them up. Hits canine, letter K, number nine, dot net.
1: One of the best relationships we have in this podcast and in this industry is with the great people down at Kinetic Dog Food. The story of Kinetic uh, Performance Dog Food is pretty simple. They wanted to make a better premium dog food for the dogs that need it the most. Their goal is to give every working and sporting dog a higher energy level, better performance, and better overall health through superior nutrition. So they formulated a line of food based on what they considered to be the optimal profile of a performing of performance dog. They've done tons of research on this. This isn't their first rodeo. These guys know what they're doing. If you're a kennel, they will come to your kennel. They will see the problems that you have. They will check out what works for the dogs that you have. Um, they're amazing people to work with. They drop ship a pallet right to you if you want. Um, I know a lot of guys that use them. There's a bunch of different formulas on there and, uh, 32 K might not be for your dogs. Maybe the 26 K works. They can adjust it. They'll give you the right ideas, what to do in different parts of the year. Winter's different than summer. It's, uh, it's really a well-run, good dog food um, company kineticdogfood.com. Be sure to check them out on social media too, man. They're they're amazing folks. Kineticdogfood.com.
2: By now you've probably all heard my story at least once. I'm usually getting tagged by dogs or hurting myself. So this next product is like near and dear to me because I actually use it. Uh quick turn by vet care. It does great for keeping small things from turning into big ones. I use it at the kennel for uh, clients' dogs that have some issues with skin stuff or have food allergies or have environmental allergies. Works great, keeps hot spots from making giant hot spots. And it keeps my working dogs who inevitably find in fact, magnificent ways to hurt themselves from turning it into a giant vet visit. Stops little issues from becoming big ones. So it comes in a spray, it comes in an ointment, comes in a dressing. It's great for creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. You really only have to use it like once a day. So there's no reason not to have it in the vehicle. Since it's temperature stable, you don't got to worry about it getting hot, getting cold or anything like that. So put it in your first aid kit or put it in your cabinet. VetCare.us on the internet. Quick term by VetCare on on Instagram and on Facebook. And then hit them up with the discount code 10WDR for 10% off your first order.
1: So my entire time that I was a handler or a trainer in law enforcement, the cars at my department in the departments that I trained all had American aluminum accessory kennels in the cars, different cars, man, Dodge chargers, all Ford models, some Chevys, uh, SUVs, cars, everything. We loved American aluminum accessories. Um, it's a great product, a great company. They've been serving k uh, canine law enforcement community for over 20 years You check out their uh, website, EZ. That's the letter Z. -Z EZRiderOnline.com. They got testimonials. They got videos on how to. They got a list of everything they have. Uh, Just today, we made a post on the Working Dog Radio social media showing a dog that survived a really bad crash because of the American Aluminum kennel in the back of the car. Check them out online, guys. EZRiderOnline.com. Just let them do their thing, man. Whatever car you got for your work, your patrol car get a hold of them, American aluminum accessories, and get the best in the business.
2: Next up comes uh, training courses online from our friends down at Highland Canine Training, Jason and Aaron Ferguson. So in the post-Rona world, uh, training budgets have been getting cut. People aren't going to be able to travel, whether it be instructors or they be canine handlers and supervisors going somewhere else for training. So Highland has announced a lot of online training courses. One of those that sticks out to me is their police supervisor canine course. And it's no secret that one of the problems with canine tends to be some of the supervision issues. This course is specifically designed for administrators and covers utilization as well as liability and FL, FLSA issues. The course can be taken at your convenience and you'll receive a certificate of completion at the end. When you go to Tactical Police K9 Training, that's letter K9, number training.com and use the discount code WDR30, you'll get 30% off of
1: that course all right everybody we are back working dog radio broadcasting the bite uh with us is marshall meraki from uh, canine hurricanes heroes former secret service dog handler um so in the back on that poster there you guys just were awarded a distinguished service medal looks like from animals in war and peace um tell us about that organization how where'd you get the phone call how'd How all this work did you know this is a thing and uh, you talked about that that evening was one of the best nights of your life kind of get into that for us if you don't mind
0: yeah you know of course i'm all about the memorabilia so when they had that (laughs) thing there i'm like that's coming home with me (laughs) yeah Uh, for sure especially because it's got the number one on there so he's the first uh first dog in history to get that um definitely helps get him get him in the books is for for another first. So yeah, I did know about animals and war and peace. The reason I knew was uh, from London, actually, when we went in 2019, and he received the PDSA Order of Merit at British Parliament. So, you know, the UK, they've been doing it right, I think 1943, they started, they've been, they've been honoring all kinds of animals. Uh, you know, they've been doing it forever. They do it every year there. Uh, Chris Willingham actually went for his uh, his dog, Luca, and they received, uh, they received their award. So that's how I started learning about them, just from following him. You know, he's always been an inspiration. Everybody, you know, always knew about Chris and his story with Luca. So I learned about that, and Hurricane kind of followed up and went out to London, and he was the first dog to receive the Order of Merit out in London. So as that happened in 2019, simultaneously back here, Animals and War and Peace was like, why are our, why are we going to London to honor our dogs? You know, we need to we need to step it up in the U.S. So, um, Robin Hutton, who who runs the organization, she reached out to me and she said, "Have you saw that? You know, we've kind of done something similar here at the at the Capitol." I'm like, you know, absolutely, I saw it, and this this was right before COVID hit. So she was like, you know, would you like to come next year for 2020? Uh, we're going to have a, the same uh, original medals, the medal of bravery that they that they had. And then they were, she's like, we're going to have a, an actual new medal. Um, Hurricane would be the first dog to receive it. So uh, COVID pushed it off. It got bumped a couple times and we, we had some other options in the capital, but that was, you know, that was what made it special. London, we were British parliament, you know, even, I would be talking to Robin. I'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, British Parliament, U.S. Capitol. We got, we got to hold out and, and do mm-hmm. it there uh, again." Because they have, uh, there's a ton of uh, congressmen and women that get involved with this. They, they come, they speak, they present the awards. It, it was amazing. So we, we were going through it for, for a while. Um, there's uh, six dogs. Three did the uh, Medal of Bravery, and three got the New Distinguished Service Medal. Uh, you know, she said, I want, I want Hurricane to be the first dog to, to get this medal. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting the same time the charity was, was kicking off, which is, you know, why we started the charity. I wanted to, to use these things for, you know, a dual platform. The awards are great, but they're just good for him. They don't help the other, you know, all the other dogs. So everyone's everyone's so supportive of, you know, I, I, I never want, I don't think ever it's a podcast awards ceremony, even asked like can I mention the charity they would absolutely do that you know everyone's super supportive especially in the canine field they know about you know the dogs and retirement and medical bills and how how important it is to the handlers. so uh, we had the award ceremony there um, she didn't tell me I was giving a speech there though so <laughs> I kind of I'm, I'm out surprised. in the hallway yeah and it's you know other ones I've done It's they usually send uh, like London they sent the uh, Chief of Special Operations of the Uniform Division, uh, Richard McCauley at the time, uh, he came out, you know, he gives, this, you know, somebody from the organization, when you have these big ceremonies, the organization gives a speech, then someone from your work kind of gives the secondary speech and hands it off to you, and you're good to go and can go sit back down, so I'm in the hallway because he was, we had other dogs in there, and he was ground again, I was like, God, this is tough, they had. They actually had a procession of dogs that walked through, that just set him
1: completely, so.
0: <laughs> completely off. So I actually had to before the ceremony even started. Kind of was I'm like, yep, I'm the handler out in the hallway. Like some stuff never changes, you know. He's super great with people, but that dog aggression, it, it work is fine, but outside of work, dog aggression is one thing that I've never been able to, to tackle with him. It just it's always there, so. I'm out in the hallway and she comes out and I'm like so there's a lot of people presenting and she's like so I'm going to present then uh you know the congressman who is is sponsoring your award basically he'll present and then same thing the secret service they they sent a ton of people which was great they sent they sent instructors uh, a lot of my old bosses that have now climbed all the way to the top that when I left were sergeants and lieutenants and now they're assistant chiefs and and deputies so that was it was great seeing all them and catching up but now the assistant chief came and she's like so he'll give his speech and then uh you'll go up and you'll give your speech i'm like oh you never told me that so (laughs) sometimes those are better like to just wing them like not preparing. you can't just i was like all right well it's too late now to even think anything so whatever comes into my head when i get up there um i'm gonna roll with but of course i i put it on for this so this is Distinguished Service Medal, uh, 001. Oh, you can see it there. So yeah, yeah, it's super super cool, very nice. So I have the, the Parliament one and the U.S. Capitol one, and he was the first dog to actually win both. So hopefully, you know, in a hundred years of this is still going on, everyone who follows behind will you know will be able to be like, hey, it was the first one to do that. So yeah, amazing night. Nice all my secret service buddies came to support me, you know, all my old instructors. It was, it was super special for sure. And being at the Capitol with, you know, especially everything that's gone on there lately, just being there for something, you know, super positive, all about the dogs. Every, everybody's in a good mood. It was, it was amazing for sure.
1: So who has a nicer or who has a cooler building, Uh Capitol
0: or parliament? So they're both just so massive. It almost depends where you're at. Like I'm, I was always at the white house, which is, you know, just one, one big building. You know, you got your, the main mansion, East wing, West wing, when you're at the parliament, Congress, it's, uh, they're just massive, you know, several blocks, several different buildings, you know, the Senate's in on one side, house's, houses in the other for Congress. And then of course they have the tundra, the main, uh, the main chamber, the thing about British Parliament it's just it feels more historic because, you know it's just that was my first time in London that was amazing as well we, you know we they actually had us on good morning Britain that that morning, so just walking around the streets of London you know everyone oh it's the hurricane from the show and I was like all right cool day day of fame in another country you know but uh yeah being at the capital you know this is, this is my country, so that was that's what you know they're both special, but obviously being here in the u.s it was the most special and the capitol buildings i I always worked you know whatever it is 15 blocks up the street and i've never actually you know been inside of any of those buildings walking around and we're either parked outside with a canine you know or if they're going back and forth they're on the street corner so that was actually my first time you know being in dc 15 years the first time inside there so super special that's really
1: cool. I bet. And that parliament buildings, I, what do you think? Ted, 500 years old, 400? I mean, depends if they've moved it, but that's got to be just old as shit. In England? Yeah.
2: No, shit. Yeah. I, fuck, I don't know. Old. Right. I, don't, I can don't look don't it,
1: it up. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I should I know that shit. Yeah, I'm a history I, guy, but I, I don't. I don't. So that that's really cool, man. I, um, What? Uh, it... it <laughs> Prior to, uh, to the Fence Jumper, a lot of people around the country probably didn't even really know that Secret Service had dogs, you know, and like when we were, we had you on before there, you know, we're not going to talk about kennel numbers, we're not going to talk about this and some things that they're, they, they do, how do they feel about the spotlight kind of coming around to them? It's kind of opened up a light on the Secret Service dog program.
0: Yeah, it sure has, and I, you know... They've been super supportive. Um, just the showing they had at the Capitol was amazing. The assistant chief gave you know super heartfelt speech. It, it was awesome. And the thing is like the dogs. If you're in PR, everybody loves dogs. I mean you, mm-hmm, you can't yeah. go wrong with that. And I've just just to see the you know evolution of how it's went for us. You know the the EOD program uh, with the bomb dogs. It's been around for a while, but you know our apprehension dogs pretty much came. You know, we're when the threat of suicide bombers became a thing. You know, that's kind of what sparked the canine program to come about. And and you know, in the beginning, everything's classified. You know, how many odors the bomb dog can spit. You know, the ranges for the the working dog, where we're at on the complex. But yeah, I think. All right, buddy, you can get me <laughs> yeah. out. That was fidgety. pretty long, right? Yeah, yeah was about yeah, that half was good. an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's about as much as I get them. So yeah you know things things kind of at first it was people i think were like asking what happened to the dog so i i don't think it was necessarily the bite and the magnitude of it it was that it was captured live on fox news because they have their their cameras right there on pebble beach that you know i guess they're supposed to turn off at night but we all know nothing they never do right so uh-huh. it worked out good for me because i got some footage of the incident but uh from what i was told there the The secret service dispatch was just overwhelmed with people calling wanting to know if the dogs were okay so yeah. that was like for me to get that call in the morning you know just you know how we are it's often our dogs and you go out and you do, you do what you do and you don't know if other people care or appreciative you know, kind of people thank you when they see you walk by but but you don't really you know you don't know how much they know, what what the dogs go through, and you know what what kind of work they put in, and how rigorous training is. So, you know that night when he you know got the crap beat out of them, taking them to the ER, wake up the next morning, and you know got a call from from one of my bosses at the time, and he he just said, "Man, people are calling in all over the country who saw that clip, and they want to know if the dogs okay." So <laughs> I can't speak for the Secret Service at the time, but I think it was. It was one of those, hey, we have to, you know, get out there and, and do something. And, you know, at the time, you know, we don't, we don't talk to press or do anything like that. You know, it's a federal agency. Obviously, there's a ton of rules, and rightfully so. But, uh, you know, they, they hit us up and said, come over to, to headquarters and get some pictures of the dog. You know, first we went to the vet, obviously, make sure they were okay. Um, again, we, we took them to the ER, to an animal hospital in D.C. that night. But then in the morning, we made sure to take them to our vet that, you know, they know everything about them. So they'll be able to pick up on anything. And after that, we went to headquarters and took some pictures. And the Secret Service, you know, came out with a statement, you know, Hurricane and Jardin are OK. And it just kind of kept going. So it was, I mean, yeah, super lucky to be in that, that place at that time. And the fact that the public was so worried about, you know, my pup and, and the other pup, that was, you know, it was, as a handler, that was super special for me.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised they used their real names. <laughs> they didn't put out a pseudonym.
0: Yeah, right. So that was kinda I took the picture with my cell phone actually. If you uh there's the one picture, it's at headquarters. There's a Secret Service flag and American flag, and we have the two pups that were involved right there. And I can't remember if Instagram was out at the time, but I think Facebook and some of these Twitter maybe. Uh they they definitely got them up there and put out the statements and then that just generated more questions. Uh, so a couple months later, they kind of came to us and were like, you know, the people want to know about the. It all came. It all stemmed from this incident. They they ended up doing a uh, a presentation where the Secret Service director gave Hurricane the the Medal of Merit. And uh, I thought that would just be it. You know, he had his mm-hmm. incident. He gets his award. You know that they get, and that would be done. And you know, the public interest really sparked most of it and they ended up, um, you know, putting out that Secret Service Dogs book that, that featured Hurricane, obviously, so I did interviews with the author for that and that was separate from the Secret Service, but again, so many things were either classified or just not something we want the public to know, so in the, in the beginning, I would sit with someone from public relations and sit with, you know, a, a high-ranking agent, just make sure you know, everything that we talked about for my protection too, you know, if mm-hmm. I, you you know what you can and can't say, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, luckily I didn't have any slip ups but if you did, you know, they were there to make sure that we didn't venture off into, you know, something that we weren't supposed to be talking about. And then after a couple weeks of interviews, they, you know, they were like, all right, you, you kind of have this, we're, we're good with everything and how it's going down. You, you know, what, what, where your left and right limits are. And, um, yeah, we did that, and then the book happened, and then from there, you know, it's just a, it just got, you know, trickle-down effect, and the book led to more PR, and then that's, uh, that's when he's kind of started to feel like he was going to be retiring, and that's when I wanted to, we had so many opportunities to do so many things, and I didn't want to just be working all the time and not be able to spend his, you know, his glory years with him, so that's kind of what led to where we are now and the charity and all the other things we're doing. That's awesome. Ted, you look something up while we were talking?
2: Yeah, I got the answer. It's uh <laughs> it's Westminster Palace. It was built uh at, it's a thousand and six years old.
1: Jesus. There we go. What do we say yeah. for when this was I said like five hundred years, not even yeah. close.
2: <laughs> it's a <laughs> thousand years old. It was built in like ten oh six, something fucking ridiculous. It was built in ten sixteen. Wow. I, dude, I'm just yeah, telling you. A yeah before i went
0: over there i did all my research to make sure if anyone asked me on any because i was doing all these british tvs so i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want to be you know put on the spot so i studied the whole time you know leading up to it about parliament everything, but obviously you can see two years later i don't yeah, remember yeah. any <laughs> of it. oh the yeah.
2: fucking yanks don't know anything about their history <laughs> as like you know, i
0: said I guess, 500 yeah, i'm right, like right.
1: that that's dumb that's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> that close. there's it's wigs old. that old over there Before we go take our next break, um, I I think I meant to ask you this on the last time you're on. So, as a Secret Service guy or as a dog guy, is the White House a good duty station?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it's the best. It's uh, roving around was amazing, too. You know, we did uh, just right before he retired, we did, I worked the RNC and DNC, you know, get all all the team together, load up the canine bands. You know, we drove. Drove to Cleveland, did the entire RNC out there, the full week. You know, drove uh, all the way to Philly at the time. Did the whole DNC. You, know, you have the whole team on the road. You got the dogs, but it, it is it is great to be able to roam around and the change the scenery. But you know, the White House is is why you you know why you join the Secret Service. Obviously, you can go to any police department or work anywhere in the country you obviously are choosing that you want to be in Washington DC you know Capitol Police Secret Service you want to be there on those stages so of course you know the White House is is where at least I always wanted to be and that's pretty much what led me into Canine. was same thing I wanted to be at the White House I wanted to be on SWAT you know if anything happens you want to be a part of it that's why you sign up just like anything else and we had a fence jumper jump out and I uh guy was running across the north lawn. I didn't have a canine at the time. So I basically ran out and tackled the guy, you know, swung my rifle up over my shoulder and did, you know, no technique, just straight up, you know, stop mm-hmm. forward progression. And at at the time, you know, the canine handler came out right behind me. And he's got, you know, as I'm down there tussling around with the guy, I look up and he's just got the dog on the lead, just waiting, waiting to to send him in if it, you know, if I need to break or whatever. And that's when I was like, that's what I need to be doing. You know, I want to be on that stage with the dog and not out here rolling around by myself. <laughs> so that's that's what led to it all. But yeah, the White House is, is absolutely where you want to be.
1: That's cool. That's good to hear. And uh do they feed you when you're working? Yeah,
0: officially no, but if you walk if you know the right times to walk past the chef and you make friends, so I'll say they won't feed you at first. But once uh yeah. <laughs> just like anything else, you start <laughs> meeting the staff and you know. All right, the chef makes Saturday morning. I know he always makes those breakfast burritos around 7:30, and by eight, any that are left over are kind of just down there. So, you yeah, know, you learn the routine real quick. <laughs> that would nice. That
1: that would definitely keep me around for sure. Food. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and take our next break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about uh, Canine Hurricanes Heroes, um, the charity that uh, that. Spawn from all of this stuff and and the great things they are doing and what the mission is so stick around and we will be right back all right we love the Perkinsons down in uh north carolina at highland canine training they are great people great trainers they got a good business model they're awesome folks we've been with them for a long time uh they're also super smart and they understand that a lot of agencies are struggling to have manpower so they're not sending people away for training you guys have been there you know you put in Denied lack of manpower. So they've created an online course section of their website, tactical police canine training.com. You get on there under training the online course. But here's the best thing is they offer a supervisor, canine supervisor course, which we know a lot of uh, police canine supervisors don't get to go to training. They don't know as much as they should right here online. Uh, The course discusses topics such as proper selection of dogs and handlers, proper deployment, effective allocation and utilization, as well as liability and the FLSA issues, which we know is where all the legal stuff comes from, interdepartmental. Uh, The course can be taken at your convenience, and you will receive a certificate of completion at the end. Uh, They're offering an amazing discount, guys. 30% off using the discount code WDR30. It's a no brainer. If you're a police supervisor and you guys have manpower issues, you can't go get on tactical police canine training.com under the training tab, get on that supervisor's course, man. I'm telling you, it's a smart decision.
2: Another one of our favorite partnerships with the podcast here is the one and only Dogtra. The doctor guys have been producing some amazing tools in the dog training world for a long time. Everything from e-collars, GPS tracking, ball trainers. If it's electric, and you use it with a dog, they've probably done it. They're the best. They are revolutionizing the way you communicate with the dog. I use it daily, whether I'm using pets. Uh, I use the 200C on most of our pets. Uh, most of my patrol guys will use a 1900 hands free, 1900S hands free. And then I use the ball popper pretty much daily with all of our detection dogs for imprinting on our box protocols. So hit them up at Dogtra Official on Instagram and Facebook. And then you've got dogtra.com. And when you go there, if you use the discount code WDR one zero, they give you 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. So if you're looking at the 1900 S or that ball popper pro or one of those things, it'll knock a substantial chunk off there. So hit them up. Dr.com WDR one zero.
1: So everybody knows that Ted and I uh, not only train police dogs, we train pet dogs, right? We train dogs. So It's why our relationship with Ray Allen manufacturing is so important. These guys have been doing this so long. They knew and they understand that dogs are dogs and it's not just working dog. People that need things for their dog and dog training. So you go to RayAllen.com. They have everything dog related. You need anything that when it comes to dogs, pet dogs, your pet training dogs, police dogs, dogs, you're training for other departments, anything you need RayAllen.com. Uh, they've got it you can get on there so if you're ordering stuff for police dogs and if you have a pet side you can get it all in one man they ship it out got a nice big box full of a whole bunch of stuff there's nothing better than getting a big box of dog training stuff in the mail they also are great to us and they offer a discount code working dog radio all capital letters working dog radio for 10 percent off check them out rayallen.com great people ted and i use them every day
2: Super excited to have American Aluminum Accessories on board with us here at the podcast. These guys manufacture a wide variety of products from high-quality cam locker toolboxes to an extensive line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of the law enforcement community. Around 1992, due to the demand for safe and secure transport for a local law enforcement agency's canine unit, they introduced the very first in-vehicle Easy Rider canine container. So it was basically what we now call just our inserts. They have continuously grown and expanded uh, the products, catering to the needs and the wants of their valued customers and high-profile clientele, and catering specifically to law enforcement. Over the years, as the needs have changed for law enforcement, they have evolved and expanded the products to include inmate transport systems, the canine training aids, which I use quite a bit of, canine inserts. Most of, every one of my guys has one of those things. And you know, you if you're not even have to be in law enforcement. I have several friends that are civilians that work. <laughs> lots of dogs that have the inserts put into their cars too. So if you got one that fits, you can do it. Uh, they also do contraband and animal control systems just to name a few. So be sure to hit them up. The website is easy rider online. So that's the letter E, the letter Z as in zebra rideronline.com. If you're looking for them on Instagram and Facebook, it's American aluminum accessories. Feel free to hit them
1: up there too. So our first and oldest sponsor that's been with us from the beginning is Arno out out at ALM uh, out there in, in Las Vegas area. Arno is a great dude. He makes great stuff for, for police work and sport work. Suits, tugs. I'm telling you right now, his tugs are the best in the business. You can't get any better. Multiple colors. Uh, I, I buy boxes of them from him, and give them out to everybody. Uh, I've got a bite suit from him. Love it. I've had it for a little over three years and it's holding up like a champ. Um, Ted's got a suit that he's had forever from ALM. Uh, we wouldn't go anywhere else, man. We love it. Arno is such a good dude. His uh, ALM 9 equipment.com is the website. Get on there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom suits based on your measurements. Um, he's got stuff already, already made up. If you kind of get a kind of generic large size, maybe for everybody, the colors he has, man, is really cool. He can put a lot of stuff on those suits. Uh, check them out. ALM 9 equipment.com and use the discount code WD radio for 10% off.
2: You know, running a kennel is one of those things that I always worry about is cleanliness and safety of dogs. And it's, it seems like it's an ever changing issue being able to house dogs and move things around everything else. So the guys at horizon structure make this as easy as possible. Literally the only thing you have to do is have water and power hookups and they deliver it. and You can put dogs in that day. And it comes built, comes on a trailer. They just drop it off. You plug it in, put dogs in it, and you're ready to rock. You keep them clean. You keep them safe. You keep them cool in the summer and warm in the wintertime. And it's completely custom. You can go complete mild to wild. I've seen some that were stainless steel all the way from top to bottom on the inside. And then I've seen some for a, a bulldog breeder that you know had smaller gates because those things can't jump. So if you reach out to them. Uh, They're sitting there waiting for you to call and help you through the custom design process. They have everything from two dog ones up to, uh, I want to say like 18 or 20. It's a lot of, you can put a lot of dogs, indoor, outdoor runs. So anything you've ever dreamed of, they've got it, have done it, or can do it. So they've taken all the guesswork out of building it. Everything is pre-done to your specifications that it's assembled, dropped off, boom, you're ready to rock. things are amazing. Uh, Rigney has one. Uh, We've had him on the show a couple of times. Go check out his Instagram. And you can see he's posted it up there before. Go look Horizon up at Horizon Structures, spelled out uh, on the internet. It's horizonstructures.com. And you're going to look for the link in there that says commercial dog kennels. Or give them a call, 888-447-4337. They'd love to talk to you and get you started on the way. All right. We are back uh, with Marshall and uh, Hurricane peace Out he he'd had enough he's done with he's done with, he's done with the interview he's done with the interview he took his call and yeah. he's like I'm, I'm out dude uh yeah. so we, we were just talking about um the fence jumping incident and how we decided to go to canine but um after the fact that you know part of what brings us back to this whole thing is you were just starting this process when you uh were on last time like I don't know, 18 months ago it was a couple of years ago and um so we're having you back to talk about it so um first i want to talk about and we talked a little bit about at the beginning like the process for getting a 501 and everybody's like oh we're just gonna do it and you said uh your fiance did it correct like she did most of the work
0: yeah my uh, my fiance did all of the work i mean i I, <laughs> I do this i'm good for an hour an hour and a half but the the actual admin is, is obviously not my thing i'm a canine handler that's kind of where where it exactly. ends um that was over a year of back and forth paperwork and emails. I mean, I wouldn't want to discourage anyone from doing it, but it was a ton of work. Um, you know, it's, it's not that you get denied over and over, it's you just, you know, more questions, more follow up. you know, and that's, that's why we wanted it so much. You know, we, a lot of things we were doing for other charities and they, as we're doing this, you know, I'm thinking, I have to use this for good you know kind of what spawned it all was he received uh the top dog award at the animal medical center in new york that's in my opinion the best animal hospital in in the country if not the world they gave him free medical for life the rest of the secret service dogs don't have that you know that didn't feel right i was like if i'm going to keep doing these appearances and these things it's, it's the perfect platform to talk about the dog so you know, the 501c3 just took took years and years. You know, starting it and then you know, get discouraged, put it on hold. Life happens. You have to you have to stay with it. Um, and it is it is just a lot of administrative work, but uh, you know, it's all worth it now. I also didn't put in the work, so it's easy for me to say it's worth <laughs> oh, yeah. it. You know, she she spent a year and a half on her computer and on her phone and emailing and all, but I I was talking about it for years and. I kind of knew she was, she was putting the time in, but she pretty much, I came home from one day, one day from work. And I was like, man, we got to get this 501 C3 launch. And finally she was like, I I did it. You know, you, I didn't want to watch you let your dream pass by or, you know, be delayed any longer. She's like, I finally did it. I got approved. We're ready to rock. And then it was like, all right, now what's the plan? You know, we just (laughs) started with, you know, not, don't have prior businesses. Don't have any experience in that. I just knew, I have a dog and a platform and a perfect story to kick it off. So I'm going to make it work. And to this day, you know, we're still all volunteer, uh, no paid employees, you know, it's, everyone's willing to step up and help out. You know, we, we have an event, we have so many volunteers, you know, we can't even, uh, they can't even all help. We just tell half of them just to come and hang out. Um, so everyone's super supportive, but yeah, we're learning every day. It's, you know, i never read a book on how to start a charity or how to keep it going. So, you know, other, other charities will actually help us out and hit us up and say, Hey, we're doing this. Are you aware that if you do X, Y, Z, you know, it can increase donations or get you more support or, you know, there's, there's volunteer people for legal tax purposes. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different avenues. So every day we, we kind of learn something else.
1: So, uh, We're going to say this several times. We're going to put in the show notes, but give everybody the website.
0: Uh, So the website's caninehurricanesheroes.org. And right when you go there, it has, you know, the the ways you can donate. Uh, We also on his Instagram, Facebook, Canine Hurricane, there's actually uh, donation links that make it super simple and can can take you right there uh, as well. But, yep, 501 c three. Uh, all volunteer, you know, no paid employees. So the the money gets to to the pups. So what what we actually did was we work with uh, Paws of Honor, which is another another charity. That they're you know based out of here, but they're all over the country now, and uh, I believe starting to move all over the world. They have a veterinary care program where you can actually go on and select the specific dogs you want to sponsor. So that's oh, wow. that's been amazing. So every we raise a, a certain amount of money and then we, you know, we pretty much, we work with them. We go to all their events as well. They have amazing events. They have a golf outing coming up soon. Um, we can pick, you can go right on their website too, at Paul's of Honor. They actually have the list of uh, pups and the, one will have like the hurricane Heroes stamp on like sponsored by hurricanes heroes or, or, you know, whatever other charity picks it up. And we kind of, now we're just, <laughs> it makes you more motivated to want to do more because it's when originally we were just raising a certain amount of money and then getting it to, you know, wherever we needed to get it. Now you see this list of dogs that are on the waiting list. So that's what keeps me motivated. You know, tonight, eight 30, like, Oh, do I want to go to bed early? It's like, no, this is just one more, one more Avenue that I can reach some more people, let them know about the retired dog. So it's, it motivates me and keeps, keeps me going to as well to, to get the word out and to use, you know, platforms like what you guys have here. And you know, we read all your comments and all that stuff. You have some like amazing followers and you have a great group that that follows you guys. So it's this is definitely something I would never pass up on for sure.
1: Do they sell that merch? Do they sell those shirts on that on your website?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So that's look at that. These are just things we were learning. So it's the Hurricanes Heroes. This one is at um In chain Design. So again, all these people offering to help us out. We we met a couple of YouTubers, um, up in Pennsylvania, uh, street speed, 717. And, you know, he's got over a million subscribers, uh, to his YouTube channel. And just, he, I had the hurricane shirt on and telling him about it. And he's like, you want to be in one of my videos? And I'm like, Damn. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just when it's about dog charity and dogs, like nobody tells you, no, It's it's yeah. like, it makes it super <laughs> easy for me. I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm trying to sell something or do anything. It's like, oh I love dogs and even if you're selling dog stuff I'd buy that as well but in fact it's a charity for retired dogs and I always have him with me because we go everywhere together so uh, they same thing got me on their website got they do all our shirts uh, and same thing we take all the all the proceeds from this and it goes right into the charity as well and we're just so many people are you know willing to help us out even your sponsors i've I've known uh, you know while I was working you know not nothing that came after uh, hurricane's first kit and leash, any muzzle, anything he ever had was Ray Allen from my first nice. day out of canine school. So they're huge supporters and his, his new black rifle kit is uh Ray Allen as well. So they black rifle hit me up and were, said they wanted to get hurricane a brand new kit and you know, what, what was the best one to get? And I was like, yeah, get a Ray Allen kit. That's what he's mm-hmm. always had. And, the kinetic dog food I've been feeding him for for years and years and years Uh, they came out and spoke to us secret service and gave us a whole nutrition class and everything so every everyone you guys are with you know I've been I've been with since the beginning before all this happened so it's just it's great to see when when all these things come together and all everyone's linked up with you know the right people and the right companies it's just the especially at kinetic we do events with them every time uh dave and debbie are in town you know we meet them for for dinner and drinks and so we stay close with all these people so it's, they're and they're super supportive of anything we need they're they're always there to to take care of us and look out for the charity so we just have so many people in our corners it, it you know you start to feel bad after a while you feel like you're saying thank you thank you thank you all the time but yeah we're, we're super fortunate
1: for sure Ted and I, when we had Dave on the podcast uh, from Kinetic, we were at his house in his basement when when we recorded. Dude, listen, that dude puts on a spread. We had some food at that dude's house. It was really good. I've I've been there. I've been
0: in the basement. I've been in the house. Uh, Did you go down down the staircase? (laughs) I sure did. It's like that
1: yeah the fucking spirals you just kind of <laughs> yeah. just spin yeah and no, you kind of just yeah.
0: step and spin and just it's, it's like a downward elevator almost yeah, yeah we had some wild. meat
1: that dude had some meat at his house yeah oh, for sure like sweating meat you know that type it was awesome oh, yeah. good people yep. oh yeah i learned a sure. lot I tell you what if you guys go back and listen to the episode ted and i uh i i could speak that i uh speak for both of us I think I learned a lot man a lot from that episode with him not just about kinetic but about issues your dog are having and how it's related to food and and you know you just change what the dog is eating how you can see differences in in their coat and their skin and the itching and little things that they're having it was, it was really good I like that episode a lot
0: yeah that's, and I I heard that one and that was kind of I think I was in a, a two maybe two years and we were just I can't remember what it was at the time. We were just feeding them, you know, the same generic food. And uh, I guess Dave was connected with somebody in the secret service and was like, Hey, I'm not selling anything. Just want to give you guys a nutrition class. And I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but I remember sitting in there and just being blown away. You know, they put up just all the different dog foods, how to read ingredients, what's in them. And you think about the amount of money you spend on these dogs. I mean, hurricanes, teeth are titanium. The second tooth breaks, Cap it Root Canal, you know, you put all that money into them. But then for the first probably two years, I never thought about the dog food. So, yeah. you know, that, that wasn't a pitch or anything. I was just sold. I'm switching to, to them. And, yeah, we've, we've been friends ever since. I think I, that must have been gee, 2013, maybe, 2014. And now, uh, coincidentally, they just did a second documentary on Hurricane on uh, Unleashed. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen the, those yet. So yep. it came out Friday night. This is oh, kind of, okay. yeah, kind of like what I did with you guys. I did one about two years ago on his story and, and being out in D.C. But, um, you know, on Unleashed Canine TV, which is Kinetic, you know, uh, helps produce them and does mm-hmm. does all those episodes. So we just did a follow-up one and they actually sent uh, sent all their people to the Capitol, filmed, got all the pictures. So, it came out friday and then uh, it should be out again but it it has all the live footage of the the ceremony and the event so yeah it was, i was i got to watch it on friday and it was, it was just like being there all over again so yeah, it's great when all that, these things are captured and you don't have to worry about taking pictures and right, yeah. making sure you get everything yeah. somebody else is doing it yeah.
1: so so when um so we're having fundraisers we're selling merch we got uh you know people coming in we're helping each other other organizations we're going in what do you what is the mission for for uh, hurricanes heroes
0: so it is it is right now we are strictly uh, just providing me- uh, medical care to retired you know whatever type of working but police military um we cover all the, all the bills when we working with that Paul's of honor, uh, veterinary care program that I was telling you about. So mm-hmm. the handler is completely, uh, at, you know, out of the equation, as far as the bills are concerned, you, you apply to the program, they pick up the dog, the dog gets sponsored and you are, you know, you, you as the handler are completely removed. You take the dog in the vet. You don't, you don't even see the bills. So it's, you know, watching, I talked about this before, but just watching the process of these retired dogs. You know, that they, they don't retire out of because they're healthy. You know, there's usually something there, pre existing condition or something that comes to the surface, or just that random vet visit when they're like, Hey, your dog, I know he, he looks completely fine. He actually has cancer, you know, and then it's the dog obviously retires and that, that burden goes to the handler. Some people are in a situation where they can afford to to pay the bills, but I was keeping track for a while but he's up to like $60,000 in in medical oof, since he oof. is retired so Ooh. obviously he retired young so he's been he's been retired six years it's a you think about $10,000 a year for dog whether it's surgery dental uh, it's not actually that much when you think about it but it it adds up and if you have you know if you're not able to make those decisions you know, you have to you have to put yourself in when they, uh, you know, they kind of give you the odds game, like, Hey, we could probably treat this cancer and we can try a bunch of different things. It could be ten, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000. And it might extend the dog's life a couple months. So with, with this charity and the way we do things, we, you don't have to make that decision. You don't have to say, I, I don't have $20,000 to put to vet bills, you know, just make them comfortable and, you know, well, we'll just get them as long as he can. So it's, that's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, we, we get these calls from the, you know, these handlers afterwards, these super heartfelt emails, you know, dog's my best friend, it's my whole life. It's now a part of the family, the kids. We're able to get, you know, a couple more years than we thought we would have just because we weren't in a, we're in a tough financial, you know, spot as a family. And now we don't have to, there's one less bill to have to worry about.
1: Yeah. N- no offense, Ted, if you, if I was responsible for your medical care and it was sixty thousand dollars, <laughs> I don't know, man. You, that last surgery. I mean, like, can you covers
2: mouth? <laughs> you're like, if you win a million dollars and your sibling needs an eye replacement for nine hundred thousand, I'd be like, she's seen it. She been she been able to
1: see long enough. No, she can like. walk in a circle. She's All right, <laughs> yeah, he's good. So, uh, do you find? Have you found so far, based just based on where you're at and everything? So far, have you? but has it been a regional thing or are you getting guys from all over the country reaching
0: out? Oh, no, we're, we're getting people from all over the country. So that's, you know, there's not enough hours in the day, but I, when we, when we go and we pick these specific dogs, I'm trying to pick, obviously, you know, I'm biased. So I took a lot of secret service dogs first because that's, that's where we came from and that was originally what I wanted to do. But now, Uh, since I'm traveling so much, I'm trying to pick up dogs in in the major cities. So we have a a dog from Las Vegas, a dog from Arizona. So when I'm, if I'm traveling, this is kind of the future vision that I have, but I want to go out and meet the handlers and do, you know, do a follow-up, do videos, stuff for social media. You know, this is, you know, and it's hard because a lot of the handlers are still working So the, you know, their PD might not allow them to be in something, but I could still, if the dogs are tired, maybe do it with the families. This is kind of the the avenue because we were growing so quick. You know, we we're just picking up some Secret Service dogs here and there. And now, now we're really, we're really expanding. So I'm trying to almost grab some dogs in each major city. So if I'm ever there and passing through, you know, same thing, hit up the handler. Hey, I'm going to be in your town. You know, we sponsor your dog. I'd love to come by do a video do something for social media do an interview uh you know just go over your dog how long it's been retired just how much some of the medical bills have been that uh you know we've been able to cover tell that story you know and when we do these things you know local local news wants to cover it as well you know so that's kind of the route we're going to take so yeah i'm trying to trying to be nationwide for sure i'm trying to grab pretty much grab a dog in every major city right now. And then just the more we raise, the more dogs we, we can pick up.
1: So a lot of peak, a lot of guys, and I can tell you from my experience as a handler and having had retired dogs, a lot of guys don't know that they don't know that there that there are organizations. A lot of them, there weren't organizations, you know, um, my old, my old unit, we belong to a thing called the police canine association and, um, pk9a is a 501c3 fundraiser and yeah. they'll give some money to each guy who's got a retired dog it helps with the basics throughout the year but it it's not i mean they've they've helped out with some costs but it's you know there's 38 39 guys in there it's it's limited on all that they can pay for and if you've ever been to the had to take your dog to the emergency vet or something at night you know they come out with a a sheet with how much it's going to cost and make you make decisions which is pretty tough so if i'm a canine handler and i got a retired guy in kalispell montana and i'm out way out in the middle of the mountains and nowhere how do i and i'm and i'm drowning in with my buddy you know my retired dog and the medical bills are adding up because he tore an acl and then his teeth you know mental, dental problems all that how do i Get in your program. How do I reach out to you?
0: Sure. So you'll go to uh, PaulsOfHonor.org. You'll. They have a full application process. So that was why it was so great to work with them. They, they have the administrative stuff down. You know, I I like doing this, being out there talking, doing stuff with Hurricane, doing podcasts and things like that. But the the administrative piece was hard. So meeting them, it was like, oh, perfect. They have they have the setup. So yeah, you're a handler. You'll go right on the website. You know, and you'll just plug in the criteria, obviously, you know, they're strict, you do have to meet the criteria, you know, what police department you worked with, when the dog worked, you know, just to, to verify, uh, you know, your service, whether police, military, whatever it would be, and then the dog's service as well, and that you have formally adopted the dog. And I don't know the exact specifics, so I don't want to, I don't want to quote on the page, but you'll go that you'll get accepted into their program. And once you do, you'll go right up, your dog will go right on their website and it'll say, you know, uh, Buffalo PD dog, Sparky, retired, um, you know, looking, looking for a sponsor. And from there, you know, we'll, we'll either go on and pick up the dogs directly and we'll reach out to Paul's of Honor and say, you know, we want these 10 dogs. Um, and then people who do um, hit us up directly and say, just so you know, we've applied to Paul's of Honor, we're on the list. Uh, you know check us out look at our dog you know here's his instagram page or here's some family photos at work you know back at the house and then uh you know we've we've picked up a lot of dogs that way for people telling us they've been in the program and they're waiting to get picked up or they've just claimed us directly hey would you sponsor our dog and once we you know have that connection with them and obviously if we have the the money to do it we'll tell them to apply and we'll in that case you know we'll we'll be waiting for them to to pop up, so that's that's what I'm saying like every every day, if there's an opportunity you know, if I drive, stay up, late, wake up early, like I can't miss out on them you know just like from last time, you know it it gets awareness out there, it helps us raise more money, and that's just another dog that I you know can pick up and sponsor
1: yeah and I can tell. First of all, there's a theme. You hate admin stuff, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, t- it the, I see the scabs on your knuckles. Trust me. We, we know what, what drags on the ground with guys. <laughs> but, um, yep. but I can tell, too, with you, the the anxiety, what would get me, and this is probably the same with you, is the anxiety of seeing the dog's name up there and thinking you're racing against the clock you know what I mean and I got to get we got to get things going so I can grab that dog I need to sponsor that dog I need to sponsor that yeah. dog and um, I would always feel myself pressure so guys like you that are out there doing it man you a lot of people couldn't couldn't handle that clicking on that website would drive them nuts
0: yeah and you know just uh that it's hard to speak about but we've had ones that didn't even make it and that is terrible i mean you don't even know the handler a lot of times it's the handlers husband or wife because the antler's either still in the military and deployed with another dog and they have that, that dog at home or you know a police officers husband or wife is, is there so they're writing us but we've had a couple actually that while talking to us just the dog didn't even make it to the first vet visit you know obviously dog has cancer especially with the malinois like you cannot tell when something's wrong with these dogs they don't give you <laughs> any freaking signal or sign that they're hurt or sick and it's like you know by the time the dog retires depending on how far along you know whatever the issue is we've had people that have actually you know we've said we've reached out and be like hey we saw you on there we're actually ready to to pick you up and they're like and this is quick too and they're like you know this is super super hard for us but yeah we the dog actually passed away last night it only made it a couple weeks after retirement and those things are like Uh, It's horrible. You know, man, you just, you don't know the people, you don't know the dog, but it's, you have that connection. You can relate, you know, to exactly what, what they're going through because you've watched, you know, people in in your unit go through the same thing. You've been, you know, you've watched these dogs pass away or go through this whole process. So it's, yeah, I mean, now I, I do, I feel obligated every day to just take time out, put it into the charity, you know, not, not miss anything is just is just not enough hours in the day, you know?
1: Damn. Yeah, God, I, I can see that. Right. We would struggle, you know, Ted's um recently, you know, and if you train enough dogs, man, in your care, you're gonna be around when those dogs are gone. Um yeah. of course you know the dogs never just die. They always a lot oftentimes make you make the decisions and things like that, which are terrible. But I think Ted, you've had a few in the last couple of years that you trained it. You hadn't even seen in a while that you found out.
2: You know. Yeah, we had several, uh, like kind of pass away, and like one happened just like Marshall just mentioned. Like he was, you know, they retired, and he he was kind of getting a little like sore, and he was getting a little, and I mean, shit, he was like ten, and so they decided to to go ahead and let him retire, and he died like. 14 days or 16 days or something after and just like they woke up and he was just gone and like he passed away in his sleep and i was and then, like well i mean so nothing makes me happier than hearing that they get to be like uh we just had one retire in a city near here there's a big ass German shepherd and uh and the handler got a promotion and he was only like dogs like nine or something so i mean he probably needed to retire anyway but uh he's like hanging out with the kids and the wife's giving him fucking beef jerky and you know he gets to do like stupid shit now he's doing like dog stuff and i always like seeing that just it's i hate when we have to retire them and um like you end up they end up either with they either end up in a pawn in the admin game which i can't stand that and um which uh, there's some stories that i'm unwilling to tell on the air about that Mm. um and about how we may or may not have intervened and then also like the like when they're they just die in service because like they didn't see it like marshall just said you like you don't recognize it so that's one thing that i always tell my guys i'm like they need a double they need a vet visit twice a year like easily like biannual two times or two times a year easily Mm. especially when they start getting older but um yeah it's we've had a
1: couple die recently which sucks but I, mean, I I was a cop for a long time, man, and I can tell you I couldn't have afforded no big, huge, giant vet pills on my retired dogs. My my first dog, Gina, retired early because she was a great pet, and that was about it. But we had her for a long time, and she stayed relatively healthy. Um, Willie, uh, my second dog, he when I when he retired, he went back with the first handler. That was kind of the agreement that we had. My last dog. Uh, retired. He had another handler. He retired and lived a long time. He just passed away last year. Um, But all the medical stuff you're talking about, listen, cops can't, they can't, they're just not making that much money. You know, maybe maybe they're doing pretty good, but 60000 or something like that, there's no way. There's no way. So Mm. it's it's so great that there's people like you guys out there and that your other organizations you're tied in with that are doing that.
0: It just just him. I mean, people forget about the dental too, right? So it's not yeah. like it's that, that stuff is expensive because mm-hmm. the dogs need to be put under. So you're talking an anesthesiologist, a full, it's a surgery. Um, I, he I, he yeah. has uh, the dental, he has all kinds of gum problems. So his teeth almost rot down into the gum where they have to be extracted or it's just, it's an, they said it's an extreme, extreme pain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll, he's had, He's probably been under, I'd say eight to 10 times for dental surgeries. And those are all day. They require a full team. Uh, Those, those are a couple thousand dollars each time just there and just get pulling, pulling teeth. You know, that's just his mouth, not counting, you know, all the the rest of his body checkups, uh, medicine, all, all those things.
2: I literally just had a dog crowned last week or 10 days ago and uh the di that does it here in tulsa he's a dds and dvm and uh he he's more expensive than both (laughs) (laughs) like when i got the bill when they gave me the quote i was like "Fuck, i only need to do one and they're like yeah that's the price for one i'm like god okay i mean it had to be done like there's nothing i could do about it i'm just like okay i mean sure go ahead (laughs) i guess i don't really have an option so yeah it, it is not cheap like at all. I mean, more than, more than $3,000 for a tooth. Man. So all when it's
1: all said and done. So yeah. Showing you the estimates tough, man. That's <laughs> tough when the vets, when they have to do that. But I, I mean, granted they're, they're, they're veterinarians are helping dogs and everything, but they are in a business and, and I get that. Um, but the, and that has to suck the guy who comes out and says, okay. And your dog's in the back right? Already in the back. And here's the, here's the price list. Do you want, you know, uh, undercoating and rust proofing, or do you want package B that's nothing or, y- you know, that type of stuff. And so that, that's, that gets, that gets tough, but,
0: uh, yeah, so his, um, so his partner is actually going through now Jardan, the other dog from mm-hmm. that incident who they went through basic, training together with and I went through with the handler um so that dog now has brain cancer oh. uh it's definitely getting towards the end it's just it kind of re up all this all this stuff again you know the handler recently reached out to me and he's also that Jardin the other secret service dog from that 2014 incident he's sponsored through the Paul's of Honor veterinary care program so they're taking care of him now so he can he can just take the dog to the vet, do what he got. It's like, it's hard enough. You know, you go, that dog's been retired a while too, but you know, dog has brain cancer. Okay. You can at least go and do your visits in those last couple months that they have, which now, you know, I, I think it's day to day, honestly, just when, when that day comes. So that kind of being able to know that I'm doing that and I'm still, you know, friends, friends with the agent who has the dogs, So he kind of updates me on a lot, but it's, it's also hard to talk about. So Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't like get into it too much. You know, he's got a bunch of kids, dogs, you know, and all, all the kids are, you know, obsessed with the dog. So it's part of the family. Obviously it's been with, with him for a while. So, you know, that's the stuff that keeps me motivated, right? Like seeing, knowing that it's like, at least making it easier for him than on top of all that, and his kids crying, you know, dog's frail now and you can tell It's getting close to that day. At least he doesn't have to worry. Have separate conversations with his wife. How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to, you know, go about it? So it's part of where I draw the, you know, motivation from. To just keep trying to get this thing as big as I can um, and pick up as many dogs as as possible, you know, help out all the brothers and sister canines that are all, you know, all went through it together.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a, a noble thing you guys are doing. So pause of org. If you're a guy who uh, has got the retired dog and you need help and you want to get your dog on there, check it out. I just, on the website. It looks really, it's a very well put together website. It looks pretty easy to navigate through, but like you said, don't be yeah. some sort of scumbag. You gotta be the right, you know, fill the shit out. Don't be trying to make up some bullshit, uh, try to get on there they're going to catch it so paws of honor.org and if you want to help out uh marshall and his uh, fundraising uh, um endeavors uh canine hurricanes with an s guys hurricanes org. get on there you can donate on there you can buy some swag i'm gonna get one of them t-shirts tonight i'm gonna to get on there and get it all right it, mine won't fit as well as that, but it'll be you know, <laughs> close. It'll be close. I have tattoos. I got that at least. So, right? oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, for you guys, the canine it just goes with it. You know, I'm sure right. you got, you got any know. dog ones on there. It all the oh, fucking yeah.
1: scars. Yeah. That's, I mean, I have yeah, uh, yeah. my, ch- I, my, I got a whole suit. So my parts oh, okay. of my stomach and chest have dog stuff on there, of course. So, um, and then get on there, talk about real quick, tell everybody your social media, where you're at, because I know you can donate on there as well.
0: Yep, so Instagram, Facebook, you say uh, K9, letter K, number nine, and then uh, Hurricane. So the same thing, Instagram, Facebook, they got these great options where you can just have a donate button right on there. Um the same thing at all. It all gets to the same, same place. So just whatever avenue is easiest for people. Some people... You know, it depends on the age group. Everything's different now. So some people are like, oh, I have to go to a website. Like, well now, oh, you can just go to Instagram. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, you gotta you gotta stay current. You know, make sure you're not missing out on any donations. I mean, some people still mail checks uh, to the PO box. Mm-hmm. That's on the website, and other people are like, I don't have checks. You know, so it's just just the different age groups. You know, dip, dip, donate different ways. You got to make sure you're available to everyone. so You don't miss out you know miss out on any of the the donations coming in you know that's just another dog that could prevent you but same thing we didn't we didn't have a p.o box at first because we weren't even thinking people be mailing in money or doing things like that so the first people was like oh, i don't have social media and i you know don't really use the computer that much like you have a p.o box we can mail something to or so it just stuff learning no, don't don't miss out on anything yeah
1: yeah, it, you know it's funny. On my, I tried some a move that these young girls are doing on my Instagram. I put my Venmo name on it. And nobody sent me a fucking, <laughs> <laughs> not a dime. I tried <laughs> for about a week. Oh my god, not a dime, it's not a dime. Nobody. I was like, let's you. see. It seems to work for some people.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: so <laughs> i'm not
2: even gonna go right all right yeah so,
1: i'm not going there either. no i'm, I'm not i tried no. I, it was it was worth a shot um yeah, right, i've so. done
0: good so far i'm not gonna end on yeah yeah, on yeah we'll leave it because i have a lot of funny things going through my head right now.
1: right I'll, right I'll i tried it was worth it worth a shot <laughs> didn't work so uh and again k hurricanes org. ted where are you at
2: uh ted underscore summers on instagram um Torchlight Canine, letter K number nine, Torchlight Pets. Uh, that's where all we post all the stuff. We had a three pound Yorkie that these guys were doing like crazy recalls with and taught it to do all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, and then HRD Police Canine. Uh, we got some new dates for those. It'll be up here pretty quick uh, to finish out the rest of the year for decoy camps and for uh, the regular HRD center uh, things. We've got a couple of closed seminars too, which won't be posted, but. Uh, and then working underscore dog underscore radio, uh, for the podcast. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. That's where I'm at, but yeah, yep. man. Uh, I'm Van
1: S canine on Instagram. That's all you really need to do is just go to Instagram. Van <laughs> S canine. Um, cause I, it's attached to my Facebook. So it's all the same stuff. Um, Ted and I will be a blue line instructing. We will also yeah. have a booth. We're going to be doing some, um, some interviews there, getting some content. We hell, we'll probably get a couple months worth of interviews. I would think there. Yes, um, they're giving us a room to to do, it. and it, it's cool, man. When we do um, in person, when Ted and I are together, and we have the the uh, guest there, it's always really good. We just got to figure out the camera situation to get. Uh, yeah, Brian's did. gonna help us out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brian. I think
1: yeah. I don't know. Brian might be rooming with me. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know what was happening, but we'll be in blue line in Pittsburgh. That's coming up, man. That's like a less than a month. That's a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and then Ted and I are also teaching at hits again this year. Um, I shouldn't say again, we're teaching at hits this year and we'll also have a booth there. So when you see the booth stop by, um, hang out, do not buy me beers and shots i am i am currently i am currently on a uh, you guys are trying to get me drunk at like noon i'm like Motherfucker. <laughs> but I, i'm currently on a no drinking binge for a while here um just for medical stuff a uh, little bit of covid leftover stuff messing with my liver so i'm like yeah i'm not gonna drink for a little bit so um don't don't come over and give me a shot of jameson or some shit i appreciate it so anyways marshall it's been great having you on again man yeah And the old man, too, over there.
0: Yeah, I feel bad. I'm going to pick him back up, but he's out cold. But, no, you guys were the first podcast I ever did, so thanks for having me back. I know you said you would, and Mm I'm super appreciative. And I hope in two more years I have a ton more stuff to talk about, and I'll come back again.
1: Yeah, you probably win some more awards and be in, like, some, I don't know, some other foreign country's (laughs) parliament. It's 7,000 years old.
0: So yeah, that's that's next, go. right? Where where to go from there? Maybe maybe Rome will get a Rome, yeah. Uh, Rome should
1: be good. <laughs> i Go to the fuck in the va- You could be yeah. in the Vatican. You there, you get the, go.
2: there you st go. peter's basilica there you go right get so the fu- yeah. get the fucking pope to give him a give, give him a give him an award <laughs> yeah, if, if, if anyone's
0: listening and they have any hooks in rome or uh with the government <laughs> or, or or the church you know yeah re- reach out we're we're available we travel
1: they'll travel <laughs> trust me we'll, we'll get there so there you go all right boys thanks all i right. appreciate it great episode thank you yeah thank you
2: you got your reasons i got my wants